yeah. Hey, and we are live. You guys know I get thrilled about Fridays, man, because it gives us an opportunity to engage with extraordinary people that's doing dope things in the community. My name is Donnell Cole, and we are Modern Manhood and Masterclass, and I am with my partner in crime, Dr. Damon, the extraordinary, iconic, you know, legendary dude that's making great things happen in the community. And today we have my brother, Brandon Lee, who is an owner, the youngest in black, um, owner of a dental lab this is the first time i've ever met anyone that's actually have a dental lab so first of all i want to thank you bro because you're making the world a better place you know you got your dentist that do great things you have you know uh you might have your your, your coach that help you get your body right but right. the first thing people see when it comes to anything is going to be an amazing smile <laughs> so bro first thank you for right. just doing everything you're doing and being who you are um as we start this you guys go ahead and like and share this because it's going to be amazing interview let's go Damon, how did you meet Brandon? Man, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, I can't not meet him because we're surrounded by all the same people and, right. and in the same spaces. And and looking back on this, like, that isn't just growing up, right? right. In the same spaces. I'm talking about the same areas and places we've been, we've moved in into adulthood and in, in our professional lives of serving others. And then even into the space of entrepreneurship and seeing, you know, seeing his name and his brand and his story cycle through the places that I've been growing in as well has been phenomenal. So um, it's, it's been real nice to, to, to be able to rub elbows with, with someone who is, who has done some of the things that he's done. And that's why I'm so excited about really being able to, uh, to share your story, Brandon. So welcome. Welcome, bro. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. I'm ready to, you know, uh, dive deep and give as many uh, gems as I can to help those out there that, you know, search in search of the same thing that I was at one point. It still Absolutely. is. Absolutely, man. It's a continuous just journey of evolution, bro. So let's start there, bro. First, for people that may not know what a dental lab is, like myself, you know what I'm saying, that just learned about this, what is a dental lab? So a dental laboratory is where when you guys go to the, the dentist and you sit down in that chair and you say, oh, I want this crown or I want to get this fixed in my mouth. And, you know, and they go, come in there with that little tray and they put this paste off in there and they shove it up in your mouth and then they pull it out. And you're sitting there thinking you're supposed to get your appliance right then and there. And they go, well, we'll send this off to the laboratory and it'll be back in a week or so. And then we'll be able to deliver it then. Well, that's what I do. They send it to people like me. We create these appliances, whether it be dentures, partials, night guards, um, crowns. We create these things here in the laboratory from scratch, you know, uh, and we build these things from dust. And then we create this beautiful artwork um, and then we send it back to the doctor that they deliver it in your mouth. And then you go off with the most beautiful smile that you had possible. Absolutely. How did you get involved in this? Because I've, I've never met anyone, bro, especially, and, and then you're young. You said you're the youngest in this field as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm the youngest uh, and the only African-American that owns his own storefront in a laboratory here in the state of Oklahoma. Right. Uh, how was that? How was that? Yeah, like, come on, you guys. This is a big deal. Like, this <laughs> well, is huge. great, man. I mean, because I, I actually worked in this field since 2010, you know, and um, I mean, I started off making $8 and 50 cents an hour, you know, at oh, the wow. very bottom, you know, um, just in 2010, you know, not work my, my tail off, you know, uh, it's a thing called, um, and many people may know, I mean, many people may not, but entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship, 
You know, mm-hmm. uh, I had to learn how to be an entrepreneur. I had to learn how to work in someone else's business and give them that 110% of my time and my effort in learning this craft and mastering it. You know, any great man, any great woman will master something that they want to do in life, you know? And I didn't know that this was going to be the end result, but I did have it in the back of my mind that one day I wanted my own. I didn't want to just work for someone else. And that's why I chose this career path. But it's funny how I started in this, you know, um, and I'm going to be very transparent, you know, um, I started, you know, I was in the streets, you know, and I, was, yeah. I come from a, a, a pretty bad uh, background, you know, um, and I just wanted more, you know, I wanted to do more, I wanted to serve more, you know, I knew I had something else inside of me other than what I was seeing around me, you know, so um, I went to uh, American Training Institute, and there's a bunch of different things to choose from, and me, just to be honest, I was going to choose pharmacy, you know, I'm like, man, you know, I'm out here in the streets, you know. Right, right. <laughs> hey, it's like I've been pushing. I think these skills can cross over. These are crossovers. <laughs> man. But, you know, to be honest, you know, uh, man, my first education was 11th grade. You know, I went to 12th, but I didn't finish, you know, because I was just, mm-hmm. you know, I, was, I wasn't I uh, was viewed as that good kid, you know. And then I right. took that image on. And then, you know, well, if they view me as this, then I'm going to, I'm going to work this to the best of my ability, you know. Right, yeah, absolutely. So, I couldn't get into pharmacy because of that. So then I could get into dental. Well, what I found out in dental, you could you could go uh, and be a laboratory technician. And then I did some research and found out that one day I could own my own. So I was like, man, this is going to be the best bet for me here. And, um, you know, what, 12 years later, here we are, you know. That's dope, bro. Damien, you got uh, questions? You know, that space of seeing the future, yeah. not for who yeah. you are right now, but for who you can be is such a powerful um, skill. Yes. Right? That yeah. space of, of being able to recognize that you are not the same as your surroundings. And and then furthermore, the the giving yourself the, the, the honor and, and even the, the allowance to move into spaces that people don't say you belong. Yeah, right. It's phenomenal. Where does that come from for you? Oh man, it's, it's being told no. You know, being told no all your life. Being told you're not good enough. You know, um, I, I remember being a young kid coming out of my my bedroom. Like I said, I, I had some troubles as a child because you know, um, my uh, like many people, you know, my my actual dad wasn't there, so that really affected me as a young man. You know, um, my younger brother and sister's dad was there, but. My mom's husband was there, but we didn't have a good relationship, you know. Um, and I thought I stayed in trouble in school, stayed in trouble in school, you know. And I remember hearing my mom and her husband one one night speaking in the living room was going like, oh, he's not going to make it. He's not going to be this in life and that in life. You know, he's not even going to graduate, you know. Man. You're hearing stuff like that, even at a young age, you know, you take on that mentality. So, you know, they're like, I'm not going to be nothing. I might as well not be. I might be. Right best to not be nothing, you know, develop this name in in the streets and and become somebody who people will feel revere, you know, so that, taking that on and then having the ability to say, well, you know, if I don't have this education that's in front of me, if I don't have these different tools in front of me, I'm going to get told a lot, I'm going to get told no a lot more than what I suggest, you know, um, even in the transition of life, even in transitioning from trying to reinvent myself, you know, from the streets to a professional man, you know, it's very hard. But the things that these 
that people must understand in order to reinvent yourself, you truly have to separate yourself from everything that you once knew. That's friends. That's everything. That's not the weekends. That's not on Tuesdays. No, that's every single day. You have to put forward, dig deep. That's how you, what's more important to you? What are you committed to? You know, if you're not committed to the life that you want, committed to the life that you envision and dream, then you will never get it. I'm sorry to say you'll never get it. You know, man, it's real, man. It's something about being able to go against like that subconscious programming, too, because a lot of us, especially coming from the bottom or coming from a toxic environment or lack of resources, it's something about framing your sister's self-concept around that that idea, that idea yeah. that that makes it seem like anything outside of that is just it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And I noticed that for, there's, there's different kind of people that you utilize that as like, man, I'm going to allow this to propel me into a different light because this can't be the benchmark. Right. But there are other people that's like, man, this is the boundary. This is the standard my life has been set for. Right. So how what is that different from you? Like, when did the light switch where you was like, you know what? This is not for me, man. Like, I really want more than that. Because you said, I came from a background where I was I was the bad kid. I was known as this. Right. And for, for me, when I was a kid, I went to, like, the school where they had the metal detectors in Tulsa. Yeah, you know, the, at, the at-risk student. Right. Most likely to be incarcerated. I was on scare straight, you know what I'm saying, in middle school. Right. You know, just a lot of violence, breaking in houses and all that. So for me, it was like, oh, well, if I'm an average student, this is the behaviors, this is the mentality, this is who I am. Yes. But yes. for you, the light switch flicked at one point where you said, you know what, this is not me no more, and I'm re- I'm willing to surrender to a, a greater will for my life. Yes. When did that happen for you? I, w- I would say it happened, um, you know, seeing my friends, you know, get time, uh, go, go to go to jail for, you know, things that they've done and, and get time so long that we can't even count the years. They would need to have two of them to serve that amount of time. You know? Man. And and that really just hit me to the fact that it's like, do I really want to be in a square my whole life? Do you want to be a square or do I want to live in a square? You know? Facts. And, I like it. Right. You know, it was just, it was, a, it was a, a mind switch. It was like some people are not, you know, sub, it's not conscious to their subconscious of what they're really thinking and what's back there in their mind. You know, and things will come up and then I'll have to answer my own questions. So what I did was I just said, told myself, I'm going to go on a quest. And the quest was to find my old self. And who is my old self? You know, yeah. what did I want and believe in before I got around friends that influenced me to do things that are otherworldly or things that, you know, that I wouldn't have necessarily done myself. You know, so I had to go back to the younger me, to Don, you know, to the young Brandon. And kind of figure out the things that I liked in, in elementary. Because like you said, yeah. I went to school with metal detectors. You know, yeah. it started off very young for us. You know, I went to some of the worst schools in the metropolitan area. You know, I went to Hoover Middle School in yep. Marshall. You know, so it, I, I know yeah. that whole background of going through these things where every day it feels like, you know, they're kind of conditioning us to be in a in a area of uh of violence in a, in a right system, you know um but that's when the light switch switched on for me you know and, and it, it's not easy just to have the light switch switch on you have to go after it if Straight you up. attack the things that you want the things that you need the things that you're believing in then it will not happen for you I that enough you have to wake up every day with intentions of attacking what you want not just monday through friday saturday sunday before church yeah, no church, whatever it is for you, 
you have to wake up every single day with an intention that I'm going to kick this thing in the you know what, you know. And some mindset. What, is, what what type of tools are you using to, to keep your mindset conditioned? Well, I have a I joined this uh, awesome book club, man. Um, and it's um a few few gentlemen that's that's like myself, um, Gerald Beatty and uh, a good friend Derek of mine. You know, we we, we collectively get together and we uh we each one of us presents a book, you know, and it's a book on financial something about financial and business is just, you know, that's yeah. the topic of discussion. And we said, we read the book throughout the week and we meet every other week and we go over what we've read and what we've gotten out of the book. And, you know, things like that have been very helpful for me, you know, because yes. you don't have a mom or a dad or someone to look up to for you to say, hey, I'm in business. And, you know, for, for me, <clears throat> last year, man, at this time last year, uh, I made, and, and I started my, I, I started this in 2015 with the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually purchased this business from him during COVID because he retired. And before he brought me on to build this laboratory for him, I made a deal with him. I said, hey, I'll do this for you, but you have to do something in return for me. And that in return is that when you retire, which I knew was coming up because we had spoke about that, then I will have the first right of refusal in order to purchase the business. So he honored that word and he did that for me. So I first opened my doors last year of March. Now, uh, last year, this time, I believe my take-in was $3,000 in the month, right? Yeah. Mind you, I have a mortgage. <laughs> I have a family at home. You know, I have bills here at this office that I have to pay on top of my other, other buildings. You know, I have, I have vehicles, insurances, everything that everyone else has, you know. And an employee, that I think I had a employee at that time. So, you know, their family has to be taken care of. Right. You know, um, so from then until today, you know, my percentage on today, and I looked at the number, um, I just looked at the numbers, and today we're at plus 2,127.67% in growth. Oh wow! Two thousand percent growth. Yeah, you know, so um, you know, you really have to stay focused on what you want in life. I get up every day at five a.m. I don't, I don't get out of here some most days until ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that's commitment. That's right. Commitment. If, if you want a gym from me, if you want to know what it takes to get to a successful point in life, to where you're seeing the most income that you've ever seen in life. You have to commit yourself, not for uh -huh. eight hours a day, until. Commit yourself until. Whatever it is that you want to do, you commit yourself until. The lights, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, you're still hard at work. You're still yep. on that goal. You know, well, I got kids, man. I, I get out. You know, some people have excuses, not even excuses, but reasons. You even have reasons. Right. Well, you have right. results. Only oh, one of them will get you where you need to go. Absolutely, bro. Get you there. Your life so, is you know, a culmination of yeses and nos. Your yeah. whole life is a culmination of yeses and nos. Yes. You know, you said something earlier, and um, and I, I want to tap into that. You talked about being prepared for no. Yeah, exactly. What does that mean? So being prepared for no is you have to have a mindset of knowing that as soon as you walk up to wherever you're going to ask for, whatever it is you're going to ask for, that there is a 75% chance that you're going to get a no. And why is that? It's because people 
generally only do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. Those three things are when people do business. They know you, they like you, or they trust you. If they don't know you, they, they can't like you because they don't know you. And they don't trust you because they don't know you. So right. you're going to immediately go into a situation that, that you're, you're possibly going to get a no. So you prepare yourself mentally in the back that this is possibly what's going to happen. But that cannot deter you away from giving your best pitch at what you're trying to sell. Take me. I mean, that's instance. huge, bro. Yeah, take me, for instance. I had to go out looking like I look and go into professional dental offices, you know, and sell my product and sell my company. You know, me, before I was able to hire anybody to go do sales for me, that was what I was doing. You know, and I had to understand that if I hear no at these 10 different offices, that can't stop me from going to the 11. I can't get down and bring that same energy into the next sale. Just like anyone else out there, whatever you're going after, you're going to hear no. But guess what? There's going to be a yes out there. Are you determined enough to keep going to hear that yes? Because it's there. It's for you. Everybody was given something inside of them to accomplish. No one was here by mistake. No one is here because they're just here. You're not here to fill a space. You're not here to be an employee. You're here to ownership. You're here to rule something. And you must rule. Man, talk about that uh, transition within that, that type of mindset, though, because there's a lot, a lot of people that, that don't understand the nature of business. Right. Right. And, and it's, I'm sorry, even for rulership, people don't always have that same type of mentality within right. what they're doing. So I think it's a different type of mentality, a different type of drive and aspirations in getting to that point. So was it natural for you to just step into this? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it, man, like I said, it's even harder if you ask me if you have no one around you to show you the ways, you know. Mm -hmm. You have to go searching for these things, man. And and it's a blessing to be in our time where we can get on YouTube and motivational speakers, man. Like, I, I listen to, I start off listening to, like, Les Brown, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then depending on what you believe in in life, I believe anybody's free to believe in what you want to believe in. Um, but I started listening to Dr. Miles Monroe, you know. That's my guy. Um, yeah, man. You know, Legendary, yeah. Right. And when you hear these people, you know, truly take notes and then go after what it is that you're that you're reading, that you're believing yeah. in. You know, um, these are the things that help me that I put in my tool bag is things that they're giving. They're giving you free game. Right, man. You know. People don't understand that, bro. Like, People are taking their consciousness over eons of experience that they had to invest, and you can get it for like 20 bucks. Right. Or you can get it for free. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. I was telling my daughter that. She's like, why do you want us to read? I'm like, hey, do you know the one of the most, like, under, like, this, like, under realized gifts that we have is the ability to embody another person's consciousness. Right. It is a gift, bro. Yes. And once you get it, you got it. It can transition everything in your livelihood. Yes. It's huge. Yes. Yes. No, no. It's it, it it's it's funny, man, because it's like, you know, people sit there and they will they'll envy you before they ask you any questions. They'll envy mm. you before they will try to find out, hey man, you know, how did you even get in this position? You know, right. Um, because that's what I mean, me myself personally, I would ask questions. It's funny because uh, I was um, at Burn um, a few weeks ago and uh, Rocky yeah. Patel was there. Um, yeah, you guys familiar with Rocky Patel? Are no, you? Tell okay. me 
So Rocky Patel owns his own cigar label. Um, you go anywhere you ask for a cigar, Rocky Patel is going to be there. He's like the Nike of, of cigars, you know. Oh, dope. Everywhere, you know, so um, I had uh, was was by him, you know, as we were sitting there in this in this cigar setting, and I had leaned over and just asked him a question like, hey, man, what advice could you give me, you know, for someone who's, uh, you know, starting out as an entrepreneur? And it was very telling of what he told me. And the first thing he said was sacrifice. He said, I sacrificed yeah. 16 years of my life. I lost friends. I lost family. I lost these things, but it was necessary in order to go to the top. It was necessary in order to put a foothold in somewhere that I was trying to leave a footprint in. Yeah, You're trying to leave something, a legacy. A good man or woman leaves something for their children. Right. Yeah. That, don't just leave them a life insurance policy. Leave them more. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. How do you how do you reconcile that? Because in 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 just the short amount of time we've been on here, I hope people have, have are really starting to see that you have just a heart of service and a heart of connecting and giving um, to people. How do you reconcile what he terms sacrifice in mm -hmm. the space of losing, you know, family, friends, people important to you mm -hmm. in that space? As some would say, you're just chasing, you know, you're chasing success or the dollar how do you how do you reconcile that yeah. with the heart that you have because a well, lot of a lot of guys and guys particularly struggle with that even though you know we're, we're we're not often in a space where we're able to to really share our our feelings and our emotions in there to say so right talk right. about that well um it's huge yeah it's really an individual thing i want everybody to understand this here stop thinking about what other people are thinking of you you have to have a single mindset when you're chasing you because you must believe me. Let me ask you guys this. I can answer it the best way like this. Where Where is the richest place in the world? Oh, I know that. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Graveyard. Graveyard. World. Okay. So for those who don't know, the richest place in the world is not the diamond mines in Africa. It's not the, the at the bottom of the ocean where the pearls lay. It's the graveyard. Mm -hmm. It's where people's dreams go to die. And why they died is because they was worried about what the next person thought. I don't care if it's your mother. I don't care if it's your father. I don't care mm -hmm. if it's your children. You have to produce something that was put inside you. You weren't here just to birth a child. That's you it. to go out and rule the world. And it's a piece of it that we're, it has to start somewhere. And I'm not saying this because I'm in a position where I'm ruling the world, but I'm starting with my peace. And, right. and I will furthermore go on as I attack. And some of you that are even listening to this right now, you will go further than me. But you got to take the steps. You got to put yourself in a necessary position to where your family is not what you're hearing when they're telling you of the chatter of you're chasing the dollar. What else are you going to chase? Did you see you see what gas costs today? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> what else you going to chase? Facts. Facts. You, you better be chasing something out here. Because if not, something's chasing. You know, either it's chasing you or you chasing it. Yeah. You know, so it's not about what other people, because I've heard it had that happen a lot, especially the way I dress sometimes. Or if I wear my jewelry and everything and someone has something to say about how, how what I have on, you know, and I know it's a, a self-conscious complex with themselves, but right. that's why I react a little differently now than what I used to, you know, um, this is me, you know, yeah. I put myself in a higher light. You should view yourself in the same. Right. You know, I'm not going to dim my light just to push on on yours. 
Right. You know, so me listening to other people and what they're saying, and there, and you have people coming at you about, you know, uh, um, uh, chasing this almighty dollar or the American dream. You know, what do you? It goes back to you going back to your childhood. You know, what did you want when you were a child? What is those same feelings that are there? Because they're there, but you right. have to go back there and figure them out. You have to break away the space, getting getting a dome like dome like figure. You know in your mind and you have to tunnel vision and really just try to seek. And it took months for me to find out what that was, but I was on the right. to find out who I was because a lot of times we put on layers and layers of other people that we get around. And it was like, Oh, well, this friend is a tough friend. So I'm a tough friend too. I'm a tough guy too. Or this person right here, like perfect, bro. You know, being out in the clubs and, you know, buying and wearing fancy stuff and i, I like that yeah. too you know you would put on layers of other people all the time i had to break off all those shields and find out who i was so i could come out strong and magnificent and to serve and that's what like you said i'm here to serve people and i have that mindset and if you have a mindset of money and that's all you got in your mind is chasing the dollar in this certain amount that won't get you there that right get you there yeah, man, you got to be able to peel back all these layers of attachments that people said who you are so you can allow yourself to define what that looks like for yourself. Because your reality is ultimately going to come by and come down to how you define yourself. Yeah, I think identity yeah. is like the most powerful thing. And I think that's what we struggle with, even as, you know, having that drive and ambition and, and a fulfillment, a desire to do something great. But you got all of these other things, opinions of other people. And then you got project uh, projection. Yeah. And don't yeah. let you come yeah. from like a poverty background and start cu cultivating wealth. Right. Because then people look like you look at you like you're a sellout if you're not giving everything or right. you get to the point to where you, you got to be you called to be the head of the household. Or mm -hmm. for me, I was the older brother. So if anything happens, it's like, man, I got to be the one that got to take care of the family. Right. Right. Then you got that type of, you know, mentality and guilt that you got to deal with if you're not upholding that. Then you got the other aspect where you might be enabling people that you know don't want to do better for themselves, but then right. they want to make you feel guilty right. for not helping them out all the time. It's crazy. Well, I'm glad you, you spoke on that because that's another thing. You know, I guess me and I know it's how I, how I grew up, like I was saying before, you know. Um, so it's very easy for me not to get caught up in none of those feelings with someone. Because all it is, if you will, let me use this word, all it is is witchcraft. And witchcraft is it. someone that is using something to get you to do something else. Absolutely. That's all that is. That's what witchcraft is. You know, it's, it's, it's somebody controlling what you would normally do by emotions. Yeah. By them getting you to feel guilty, you know. So then you change, you change direction, not knowing that you are a being that was put here to rule. So if Absolutely. you're to rule the decisions that you are making that you know is a good conscious decision that you would have made going the other way when someone made you feel, man, I have to do this. This is my brother. I have to do this. Right. This my sister. You know, um, of course, we will do what is necessary to not leave them and let them, you know, be alone or let them sit in what they're sitting in. But Never, we all right. have to go through these things in order right. to. How, how will you grow? How will you That's grow right. if your son hits your life? You have to grow. You have to be put in this bad weather. This, even the dandelion goes through storms. Let's go. Even, Come on. Even, even the rolls go through snow. You know, so we all bloom in a certain area in our life, a certain time that is there. But only you can go through the storms and come out victorious. 
how must you do that if I continue to scoop you out of the dirt every time a storm comes? So yeah, Mick. You go through anything that has happened to yeah. you. So when things happen, what will you do? You will fold under pressure. It's perfect yeah. in this business. It, this comes with a lot. I went from having a zero dollar payroll to now I'm six. I have a six figure payroll. I have to pay yeah, six figures a year in payroll. Not not to me. <laughs> That's not even just to me. That's a bill. So how right. how can I sit this? Oh, this is a just last year, I didn't have this. But what scares right. you is the storms that come in life, the things yeah. that you've already been through, those losses in your family, those things that are here to make you stronger so that you can continue to go on because things are going to happen while you're chasing your dream. But can you determine whether, okay, these things are happening to me and I'm going to let them affect me in a negative way or I'm going to use this as power? Yeah. You must make a decision. Yeah, is it working? Is it happening to you or is it happening for you? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think you made, a, you made an amazing point, and really, the reality of how much control we don't have over what happens around us, but yeah. being able to control how we show up yeah. and how we yeah. use that experience. Yes. Yes. Talk yes. about that, because that's big. And when you know your story is literally like a roadmap of that. Yeah. You you recognize yeah. your situation. It's not it's not necessarily good in the beginning. And yeah. you say, OK, well, how do I use what I can out of this lesson to move to the next space, even if you don't know what that space looks like? Right. That that's that's dope, man. Right. Talk well, I have a very, very interesting story, you know, and I like I, said, I like to be transparent so people can understand that, you know, I'm man, you think you can't do something? Look at me. Trust me, you can do it. It's all your mindset. And I remember that um, back uh, before I purchased uh, before I purchased my house, uh, me and my wife, uh, we were due for a baby, you know. And in the past, we've lost, you know, kids before, you know. And it's a real touching thing because it wasn't like, you know, and, you know, um, a very early on, early on, but it was later on in, in the pregnancy. Um, and um, we were, we had all boys before, you know, and this was a little girl. So, you know, we were very excited, very, you know, just stoked, you know, and, uh, and it, it got time to, we were two weeks, two weeks away from delivery. Right. So um, we're so excited. We're pumped, man, because, you know, when you truly want something, you know, it, it, it drives up your emotions to a higher point. Uh, yeah. And I'm gonna try to shorten the story, but it, it drives up something to a certain point. And what happened was that we ended up uh, losing that child two weeks before birth, you know, and this was devastating. I mean, this took took us out, you know, because it's like, God, how can this happen to us? We've done all that we were supposed to do. We didn't do it. And you blame yourself in most situations. So we go to the hospital, you know, and find out the, you know, the, the, the doctors in pain detect the beat. They tell us what happened. We've been through this before. Very heartbreaking, very troubling, but you have to go through the, um, you have to go through the birth process. You still have to go deliver this child. So they prepared care of my, my wife. Um, we came back the next day and they rush her off into the delivery room and then they sit you on this bench, right? And it's a red bench. I still remember like it's just it's a red bench, you know, flower, uh, uh, tree, little trees that's sitting around. And I'm sitting there, mine just going crazy, you know, because um, I, I, me, myself as a man, you know, I want a legacy. I want my children. You know, this is what I brought into this. Is what I'm bringing into the world this is what I want, you know, um, and, and all my feelings are caught up in this whole thing. My mind is just going crazy. 
you know, and I'm sitting on this bench by myself waiting to be called back, you know. And as I'm sitting there, a young man, um, young little little white guy comes by me and he sits down. And I mean, this guy is geeked. He's he can't stop moving. He's fidgety. He's, you know, and, and I and I and I look over even in my time of turmoil, you know, I look over and he's just so excited. His smile is big as day. And I'm not mean mugging him. You know, I'm just I'm just kind of steel faced and just kind of going through what I'm going through. And I look over at him, he's like, and he asked me, he goes, man, I'm so excited, man. He's like, it's my first time, I'm a first time dad, you know, he's like, man, you got any advice for me? Imagine someone asking you for advice oh, if you in your life. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to give them? You know, and in that moment, I was able to reach down very, very deep for the last thing I had. And I was able to give that young man words of encouragement. I was able to tell him this is going to be the best time of your life, man. You're going to enjoy this child. You're going to see this child when they first come out, and you're just going to fall in love. You're going to have what you've never had before. Man, you go off and you be a great dad. You know, and then as soon as I got through saying that, they Brandon, call me in. I get up, smile at the young man, walk off, face go right back to steel. You know, very hurt. All I had to give him, you know. Yeah. And I go into that room and we do take care of that whole thing, you know, and, um, you know, that was a healing process for me and my wife. So after the fact that through, and through the healing process, after we do all of those things, I still had to go back to work. Yeah. I had to go back to work two days after that, you know, and then what am I going to do in my work? Am I going to drag around this, 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 um, this event that has happened in my life or am I going to take this event, deal with it? And juggle these things at the same time, come home and and console my wife, console my son who was sitting right there in the chair, uh, uh, my son right there in the chair when they told us that we had lost our child, you know, yeah, video game. But he's understanding, he's listening to everything that's being said. So you have to understand, you're going to go through things in life, but what are you going to do when it hits you? Yeah. Get up off the ring, apron, or are you going to sit there and let the 10 count hit you and then you're going to be wiped out of that game? Don't people don't talk about this, man. I don't think we talk about this enough in entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We really don't. So I really want to tap in and thank you for sharing this with us, bro. Because that's that's I mean, for real, this is not easy. No, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's huge. Yeah, I really want you to go in deeper on that, though. Um, I got a friend that is uh, a designer. She she does designers for global brands, you know, major celebrity artists. And she has a health a health condition. Okay. So there's times when she couldn't get out the bed. You know, her grandmother passed away. She's like, man, I, I got to meet this deadline. But my grandmother just passed. You know, I don't even got time to grieve right now. Right. But I still got to go do it. And people don't realize as far as entrepreneur, man, you got you got your family. Yeah. You got your payroll. You got your own things. I've seen people do. That was one day I couldn't get out the bed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, bro, I had bursitis in my hips and my joints. I could not get out the bed. Right. And it was because all these events in my mind, I had internalized as failure. Right. And it shaped me in such a way that, like, it, like my health failed. And I know a lot of people that deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my homeboys went to the gym and passed out. He's like, bro, I thought it was, I thought it was the pre-workout. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he's right. like, shoot, now I got a heart monitor. So talk about dealing with all of these conditions, but yeah. not internalizing these events is who you are. And how, I mean, is, is balancing a myth? Like, what are you doing? Because you're positive, you're still positive, and it's not like it doesn't affect you, right? So what, what are you doing to, to manage this? 
Well, you know, staying connected to a source, you know, and I and like I want to say this too before, you know, I, I give all glory and honor to God, you know, and I know not everybody believes in in absolutely or believes in Christ or whatever they may not believe in. That's fine. I'm not here to tell anybody what they should believe in and, and, and not believe in. But whatever you believe in, make sure you're connected to a source, something higher than you, something that you can yeah, like it. And that you can go to whenever you feel low and you feel down. You know, I've, I've always laughed, you know, to myself because I feel I, I said to myself, you know, I can't go to a mother or father. I can only go to God. You know, I can absolutely go whenever I need what I need, you know. And that's the only thing I can do myself, you know. Um, but to answer the question on, you know, battling through these things, you know, health is real. You know, having issues where you can't get out of bed, that's real, you know, and some days we have to we have to balance off time as well. You know, even though I work a crazy schedule, I every Saturday that I'm off work and my son, because he made me, he made me dedicate my mornings to him on Saturday. For yes. Saturday. So every Saturday morning we get up, we make breakfast together. We sit there and we watch cartoons. I may fall asleep even if I, I just got up, but I'm right there with them, you know, watching cartoons. And we may build like model cars together. We might implement some different things. We'll go fishing. We'll just do stuff together because he needs that time. I need, you know, my wife needs that time. And also, you know, throughout the day, you must understand that rest, get your seven hours of sleep, get your, they say eight hours, but get your seven, get your eight, get your six, get whatever you need. That means if you come straight home from work and you see that it is 10 o'clock and you got to be back up at five, Eat you something, go straight to sleep. Take care of your, your family, your business, and go to sleep. And I know that some people can't do that because they don't have a, a support system where they don't have a, a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend. Right. Whatever. I do understand these things, but you have to work special, extra harder. You have to be the superhero in this situation. And trust me, I understand that, but it can be done. And those who have health issues, that are troubling them to not even get out of bed. I totally understand it. That's why you have to pay extra, extra carefulness, be extra careful with what you're dealing with. You know, make mm-hmm. sure your checkups, make sure you're going to your doctor's appointments and you're following these regimens and, and doing these things that you need to do, you know. And a lot of the times too is stop, watch what you're putting in your body. Watch what you're Man. eating. Watch what you're doing to yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, that, that could also be a thing, you know. So balancing is you going to yourself and understanding what is going on with me. You know, right. it'll your body will tell you if you're listening. And that don't mean yeah. you and listen, I, okay, I, I was quiet for an hour. I didn't hear anything. Now, what, no, you have to take time. You have to take time to listen to your body, your mind, your spirit. What is it telling me? And what do I need to do? And then follow it. Don't follow it for a week or two. You, so what happens is we follow until we feel better. And then we are right back to the man yeah or we we seek a goal until we get a little bit of income and then we stop doing the things that got us there no you have to do what you're doing to get you there master that so it becomes a part of you you know i just told my book club um a month ago i truly felt like it was a point and during this business here earlier this year i feel like I, i truly feel like crying a grown man just crying and it's like man what what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, you have to understand how hard this is. Yeah. You want this? Man, it's going to take everything out of you. Because when yeah. you're here, you got to go home and you got to be super dad. Yeah. You got to go home. You got to be super mom. You still got to put 
food on the table. You still yeah. have food on the table. You still have to clean up. You still have to keep a proper home. You still have yeah. to take care of your vehicles, you know. And then when you have a, a, a payroll staff, you have to, those are families that you're taking care of. That's not just an employee. You're taking care of families. They're depending on you so that they can feed their families. They can take care of their lives. Absolutely. Truly matter. Yeah, that's powerful, bro. That is so powerful. You know, we, we Donnell and I, in, in our space, we talk a lot about self-care. Yes. And, and that's that's what I'm hearing from you. You talk about that that reflection, being able to, to see yourself and taking space and time for yourself, with yourself and by yourself. You talk about being being, um, you know, open to what you have and what you're putting in your body and yes. listening to your body. How does that um how do you do those things when you talk about having a young kid at home and then at the same time um, sacrificing it all for for your dream? Because that's the yeah, space. That's, like that's we, all know, that's we all know it. Right. We all know. We all know it. We know we gotta give a hundred here and a hundred there and a hundred there and a hundred there. That's seven hundred. Right. How it's you do it? Oh, it is. Oh, it is. But you have to also realize you're not gonna keep something. You're not gonna keep everything on an even keel. You're gonna. You're gonna. Some things might be 50 and the other one's going to be 100. Something might be 30 and the other one's going to be 75. You have to give it your all on a daily basis. That's the thing. Don't go for the week of how I'm going to do. Go for the day. Even with me, I have my struggle right now. Since we're having this baby, I'm eating like crazy. I can't stop eating. <laughs> you know, and, and it's and it's 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 something I had to get a hold of, you know. Um, and then my brother-in-law, he's one of the – he's the – one of the famous uh, trainers here in Oklahoma, uh, Adrian. Um, AD. You guys go check out Adrian's Fitness. Uh, yeah, AD is a beast. One greatness. Yeah, he's a oh, beast. Oh, my goodness, man. And and Sean McCoy, I can't stay away from the ice cream that the guy yeah. has. <laughs> you know, so, you know, man, these these things, you know, so you're not going to have everything on the even kill. You have to understand. You have to understand you can't beat yourself up. But what are you focusing, committed on, you know? And then these other things will eventually catch up because all you're doing when you're committed every single day, you're building something and it's momentum. Yeah, and then you can use that in other areas. And then your eating may not be 100%, but if you have a health issue, I strongly encourage you to use that, focus on that because if you're not here, you can't run a business. Right. If you're not here, you can't be successful. You can't do anything. You can't be a father or a mother. You can't do those basic things. So that's going to be something that's very important for those who are truly struggling with, with, with more health issues than others. And for the others who don't feel those things, they're caught on these other things that I like to call, which is health stoppers. You know, and what I mean by health stoppers, not because it'll, it'll damage you, but it'll slow you down in your life. It'll kill your dreams. If you mm-hmm. smoking marijuana all the time, smoking weed all the time. Yeah drinking on the bottle all the time it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon you're you're already drinking you're already putting one up in the air you know you have to go after these goals first man you have to go after these goals with intention you know because the universe the world is bringing something and it have it's only for you but you have to block these things yeah yeah Yeah, i remember uh dr miles moreau which is that's one of the people you admire i remember him talking about how he didn't date he didn't drink. He didn't yeah. go to parties. Like he literally taught. He literally utilized his life as a holy sacrifice to God. Yeah. And he was like, man, I was doing this when I was 12, 13, yeah. when everybody yeah. was out kicking it, you yeah. know, getting multiple degrees to have an international ministry. Yeah. You know, and I remember thinking that, like, bro, this dude, 
he 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 wasn't worried about sex. He wasn't worried about relationships. He was like completely devoted. Right. And I think about what that means in setting the standard for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We battle with this idea of feeling worthy of this image that we so strongly desire to usher in in our lives, but we don't have a conditioned belief system that would allow us to see that proper attunement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it should be as a man, even for like, man, I'm having conversations with my my uh, my daughters. I got four daughters. Okay. And me being intentional about what is the type of characteristics I want to have for myself to help them not just understand, so I don't have to preach to them, sure. but I want them to know what it's like to have a healthy relationship with the men. So when they do pick a partner yeah. or when they do pick their friends, they can understand what type of standards they need to have for themselves. Right. Right. So you don't have to go out and do things that's not in alignment with the leadership that you need to be exemplifying. Right. And so it's dope that you you really, really just punching in and telling people these kind of things, bro. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, um, one thing I'll say about when you're listening to somebody like me, for example, listen to Miles Monroe, I'm listening, but I know that some of these people, you know, one, they're human as well, you know. Right. And Miles Monroe was just a whole other animal, you know, and a lot of things that he said, I was just like, I can't do it, Chief. You know, like he yeah. <laughs> he was, he was uh, abstinent until, you know, marriage, you know, all yeah. the things that by the time I listened to him, I've already, you know, I'm already past <laughs> you know. Nah, bro, nah. Keep that same energy. You gotta hold out, bro. Hey, hey, hey. Some of the things, like that's why, and that's why I like to be so realistic with my people and the people who, you know, because I go out and I speak as well. I do, I do events and I speak to, yeah. people, you know, and it's on a realistic basis. And when I mean realistic, I mean that some uh, some people are by he's talking about if this at 14, 15, somebody, some people have children by then. You know, so right, now I don't want them to think that because they've had a child of 14, 15 that you discredit it or discount it. Yeah. Right. We talked to yeah. I talked to so many people that's my age, 30, 30 in their thirties, you know, I'm 35. I've heard I've talked to so many people in their thirties, they're just like, Hey man, this is this is it. You know, I go to work and you know, I got my kids to raise and that yeah. stops. And it's like, dude, do you know that right now, if you're 35 and you're listening to me, you go to school right now to be a dentist. You could be a doctor or a dentist, a doctor, or anything that takes about eight years of, of schooling. You'll be a doctor before you're 45. You have yeah. 45 to 65 and you're still, man, people, doctors, I don't know if you realize, but, you know, they are coming in young. Yes, but there are doctors that are still out there 65, 70 years old yeah. pushing through. That's the rest of your, that's the end portion of your life. And you can make it great. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you're trying to yeah. do business on, um, you, let's say you were a cook and you sell plates and stuff like that, right? And you're looking for these ideas. Okay, I have a business. I, I make this awesome food, but I can't get it out here to people in the way that I want to, to the masses. Well, you have to get real creative. You have yeah. to get real creative. It's not just social media and Facebook. Go to these events, not even events, that people who look like us. Yeah. Go to the, go to the rock and roll events. Go to the. It was, they had something at Pierre Remington uh, last weekend, a couple weekends ago. I, I, I bet it was about thirty thousand people there. You yeah. know, go to these events and, and sell your food. You don't know who will buy your stuff. Yeah, that's dope. Thing. They that's good advice. You, you know, millions. Yeah, that's good you advice. There, there's a space. You know, you talked about something really big right now because a lot of what we've been saying, we know it's not new. We know people know that they have to dig deep, they have to sacrifice, they have to see bigger than themselves. But you talked about right now, 
moving into spaces again. This is a thing that I've seen in Man. your life, and, and that 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 really hit me when you know, as I'm understanding your story and as we've been reconnecting, is that you you really talk about and you live moving into spaces where either internally yeah. or even the, the your surroundings tell you that you don't belong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like. That's that's so much power in that, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. the thing and the thing that I see, it's not us saying, it's not other people saying we don't belong there. Yes. Bro, listen, I wanted to say this real quick. I remember when I went to school and my 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 desire was like, man, I want to own my business. But before that, it was like I want to get a job. And I ended up getting a call from somebody that offered me to start my own business. And this is when I started doing insurance. Yeah. And I, you know, went into started working for Transamerica. And I'm thinking, okay, this is just a multi-level, you know, uh, marketing organization, you know, no big. And But I was excited that somebody gave me the opportunity to have a business. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know was the, the agency that I joined was the wealthiest agency inside of the industry. Why? So whenever I started doing, you know, these uh, trainings, I was going to Colorado and I'm sitting in rooms with multimillionaires. Yeah. And I was the only black guy that was in there. Right. right. And I would wear a suit and it felt uncomfortable because I'm like, bro, this is traveling away from home. Right. I'm not used to being around people like this. This is totally new for me, yeah. for me. Um, but they didn't see that. They didn't feel that same way. They didn't act that way towards me. You know, when they recommended books, it was books that I wasn't used to reading. Yeah. It was uh, behaviors that I wasn't used to having. And after a while, I started having this idea where the, the feeling of being uncomfortable, uh -huh. I wanted to adapt to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that sense yeah. of unfamiliarity where I'm like, bro, this ain't, this is not my typical, right. you know, I need to do this. Right. And I even when it came to investing, they started telling me, yo, when you do your investment, this is what your portfolio need to be set up like this. Yeah. I'm like a portfolio. My friends yeah, don't even right. talk about, you right. know, 401ks, Roth IRAs, retirement plans, right. you know, assets you know, uh, liquidity, equity, none mm -hmm. of my friends was talking about this. Yeah. And so I, I get all this knowledge and I'm coming home trying to tell my friends about it. They're like, bro, look, we still trying to bubble this flip. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like right. what is you talking about right now? You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, it made me realize, bro, you need to get around people that yeah. are accelerating in a whole different arena than you. Because right. now you have something you can actually bring back to people that can really help them transcend a lot of the deficiencies that they've been experiencing in their lives. Right. And for me, even for my homeboys, when they would say, well, bro, you leaving the block. Listen, I'm like, I can't, I'm not doing you, you guys justice unless I get better. Yeah. Yeah. For my team, for my team. And this is with everybody on my team, bro. Right. Unless you're getting better, you really can't help me out, bro. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. If I get better, then I have way more I can bring to the team. And this should be the way with everybody like that. Right. Because the end goal is like, bro, how can we get to the point to where we're flourishing? Like, yeah. this cannot be our final destination. Well, it's like what you were saying. You know, um, me, you were talking earlier, and I, I gave you an example of, you know, I started off as a black sheep, and now I'm a black wolf. Say that again, mm -hmm. man, for people that didn't hear that. Well, I started off as a black sheep in my family, and now I'm a black wolf. You Let's know? talk about that. So, you know, uh, the two difference between a sheep and a wolf is a sheep stays with the herd and the wolf mm. goes on. You know, a wolf will travel miles and miles and miles to hunt and to find its next meal. And that's what I'm on. I'm traveling yeah. far and wide to hunt for my next meal. I go after sharks. See, I, even in the beginning, I knew I said, I, I don't want to go after. I don't want my uh, I don't want my business to be entitled with you know, a bunch of small companies. I want to go after the biggest of the biggest. And that's what I did. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going after like the people that may, may bite my hand off if I'm not careful with it, you know? Yeah. I'm going after those spaces that I shouldn't belong. People, 
who are you? What do you, what, what college did you yeah. come from? Let me see your, none of that. Those things are important because when I walk in the room, I demand the attention. I like who, it. Who they know that, okay, this guy right here, I want to go talk to this guy. Who is this guy? Who is he? What's his name? He owns what? You know, so being a black wolf goes in even further to where you think, you know, even myself, I thought, man, you know what? When I get on, when I become successful, man, I'm going to show my family or these people, these certain people in my family that look at me now, I'm successful. And they're going to, they're going to come back and they're going to, you know, reconcile with me. Those things don't happen. They still, right. <laughs> you know, people still would not care if they didn't like you before. They're not going to like you. And that's why you shouldn't do what others want you to do. You should do what you're supposed to do because you were put, put here in this earth to do something great. And, and, that is more important than trying to cater to somebody else who's not going to go anywhere in life, but instead continue to bring you down. Absolutely. Yeah, man, your, your desire for greatness has to be greater than your need for acceptance. Yes. It yeah. has to be because people will always find some type of complaint with something you got going on. So if they're going to complain, at least let it be about something that you're doing that's good or positive at the end of the day. And it makes the lives of other people better. Yes. Straight up. Yes, I I, I, totally, I totally agree. Straight up. So, bro, we about to wrap up, bro. Man, this is dope, bro. I'm grateful for you sharing your story. If I could have, like, summed this up, I heard you talk about introspection. Yeah. Going back and looking at the inner child, looking at your environment, recognizing some of the behaviors, beliefs that yeah. contribute to your upbringing. I saw, I heard you talk about the sacrifice. Yes. Um, I heard you talk about mentorship and really making it a, an intention to condition your mindset, whether it be reading, book clubs is massive. Yeah. I can I can, I can, can definitely agree. Like, that's what changed my life because when I got around these other millionaires, yeah. every single week we had a book. And I'm going to tell you what really changed my life. Whenever we went to seminars, the authors of these books yeah. came and spoke directly. Right. And so what I would do is say, hey, man, you know, Grant Cardone, what did you do to do this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, some of these great leaders, they were being paid. I didn't have to pay for it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But I do remember a time whenever we went to Vegas and the leader of our organization said, hey, man, I just rented out this Las Vegas suite for you guys to have lunch in. Right. And this was like the biggest hotel room. And it, like, bro, you would have thought the suite itself was bigger than the whole hotel that we was in. It was that massive. It was so uncomfortable, but it, <laughs> it, it really revealed like how small I was thinking yeah, compared yeah. to like yeah. the potential that I really have. Yeah. And so really getting around other people like that, that make you see like, man, if you really want this, you're the only person that's really stopping you from doing it. Yes. Right. And we see people that, that have way less skills, way less accreditation mm -hmm. as far as, you know, college degrees and everything like that still do amazing things. Yeah. So let me pull up your information. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Brandon, man, you dropped major gems, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I hope, major I, gems. Know, I hope people take something from it, you know, and the number one thing is that you can do anything and everything you set your mind to. You heard that before, but truly set your mind. Try for try for six months. Set your mind for something for six months. One thing. Don't go after five different things. Go after one thing. Six months. Set a goal. Something realistic. Something that but something that'll scare you too. Don't go for something small. You know, let let's let's brown, like you said, shoot for the moon. So if you don't make the moon, at least you will land amongst the stars. Absolutely. Something high. Hey, why not? You're here. <laughs> <You're here. laughs> and why not yeah. bro right all right so people that want to find you where can people find you brandon oh man you can find me um at www.precisedentallab.com that's my uh my company's website um you also can find me at uh on facebook at brandon lee um and um 
or on, on Facebook uh, at Worldwide Web. I mean, excuse me, Worldwide Labs 2021. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's where you guys can find me. That's dope, man. So I'll tell people what we're going to do as we wrap up, man. Um, and then I've got one more question for you. For you guys that don't know, um, we have multiple different things going on this month, and we call this Father's Month. So I know you're just now getting – um uh, um just now meeting us, Brandon, but we got some dope things going on for Father's Month for people that haven't been tapped in. Okay. We just did our last event just not too long ago, My Daddy, My Hero. It was last Saturday where we taught CPR classes and self-defense classes and had a whole field day. Um, and now we have the next thing coming up. It's called Conversation with Daddy Girls. We have four self-proclaimed daddies girls um, that we're going to be interviewing on our live podcast right now. This is going down this Sunday, June 12th at 6 p.m. Central Time. So for you all that's been loving the events, this is going to be really special because it's four women that that are they grew up, have great relations with their fathers, and they're working to share their stories of what it was like to have um, these impressionable leaders in their lives and how you know, it really shaped their lives. So we want to really be able to highlight Father's Month, not just Father's Day, but Father's Month in a different light to talk about this intention on what it looks like to have fatherhood, which, you know, we don't get to do too often. So this is going to be dope. Wow. wow. Next Friday, shout out to my man, Gennaro Pratcher uh, and Kenyatta uh, and Bell's Boutique. We're going to be doing what we call Donut Friday, where we're going to be linking up at 8 a.m. We're going to be doing our live broadcast at Bell's. Hope that that signal is going to be great. But Gennaro, about 12 years ago, started this tradition with his kids. Every single Friday, which would be today, he's probably having donuts with him now, he, he takes his two sons and he would have donuts. He's been doing this dang there every single Friday for 12 years. Wow. And we talked about how he's writing this book to talk about how he built an intimate relationship with this where he literally lets his kids lead the conversations. And during this interview, he says, one day I asked him, what was the most uh, impressionable thing or fondest moment that they had? He says, man, I'm thinking they're going to say Disney World, you know, going to Cancun, traveling the world. And they said, Dad, we love Donut Friday. Wow. And he said, you know, it took everything in him not to cry <laughs> because yeah. of this moment. And so what he's decided to do is say, hey, man, I want to partner with you guys. And so we're going to be doing Donut Friday next Friday at 8 a.m., and we're going to be giving away books. And if you guys know, I'm a, I'm a children's author, so I have written children's books as well as Kenyatta and some of our, uh, our other friends. So we'll be giving out books um, at this event next Friday. It is free. So register on manhoodmasterclass.com. Bring your kids out. And this is not just for men. This is for women, too, because we understand there's some single mothers. But we really want to have kids be around healthy fathers, all right? Science shows that if you have healthy fathers in your life, it would literally change your life. So we want to make sure we get all of the kids out there to these events. June 19th, we're not doing nothing. We're just chilling. It's Father Day. We want to let fathers have their time to go and celebrate with the community and with their kids. But then we are coming back the following week. And this is going to be our extravaganza. This is called Daddy Day in the Park, Saturday, June 25th. Um, we're going to have five barbecue, local barbecue contests, uh, bar barbecue companies that's been in business under five years. And we're going to be judging them. So we're going to have everybody come out. We're going to have tug of war, uh, jump rope, hula hoop, and all of these events. And it's going to be once again free. So it's Daddy Day in the Park, June 25th, barbecue, um, live music. We got a DJ that's going to be out. And we just got basically going to come together and kick it as a community. And then June 26th, we'll be wrapping up. And this is going to be called the Fatherhood Roundtable. Brandon, if you're free, bro, this would be dope for you to oh, tap yeah. in because I love your story. Yeah. But just like we had the four self-proclaimed uh, daddy's girls, which would be this Sunday, 
we're going to be wrapping up the end of the month where we're going to have 10 fathers on a live stream, all different perspectives and walking life and fatherhood, telling our story and building our relationships together to discuss different aspects of fatherhood. And bro, what I like about your story is that you don't really get to hear, you know, similar things that you, that you've dealt with, you know, within, um, within fatherhood, mm-hmm. you know, having to bounce back from losses, yeah. not taking it personal, not yeah. feeling like you're unworthy because the dream hasn't happened, you know, and being intentional with conditioning yourself with the reality that you want to have and the leader that you want to be for your family. So I think your story is, is rare, bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people deal with these things, you know, and I want to be transparent. So, cause a lot of times when I heard speakers speaking, I'm like, man, but what about the part where this has happened? I'm going right. to, like, how do I, I hear all of what you're saying, but how do I navigate? And, and it's simply put, you know, that you have to deal with it yourself. You have to truly be that man or that woman and, and, and gird up the strength, you know, to know that this is now it will pass. It's a time that it will pass. The hurt will possibly still there. The pain will possibly still be there, but you have to go on because guess what? No matter what happens at the first of the month or the end of the month, the next month, OG&E going to be there with that bill waiting on you. Absolutely. So, you know, the water company, the mortgage company, you know, not many. And once you realize that what goes on in life, you have to almost condition yourself to say, okay, well, hey, I'm going through these things. I'm not going to be a robot. No, but I have to deal and keep moving. I have to be right. wounded, feel vulnerable, and keep moving, you know. So that's the whole goal. Yeah, you got grit. You got grit. <laughs> yeah, grit and resilience. All right, one last question or one last question for you, bro, and we'll be wrapped up. So if there was one thing that you would want to be known for that would solidify your impression on this earth, the one gift that you can give this planet, what would that gift be? <sighs> I'm about to say service you know, mm. service. Um, and a lot of people, you know, well, one thing I'm realizing is I've done the most in my life in the past two years because of service. Once I realized I want to just serve people and be known as somebody who gives, and that doesn't mean that, oh, I gave every dime or every, no, but you give what you can. You you see what somebody's requesting for and you give them, what you dig in that tool bag and you give them the best thing that you can give them. And sometimes it might be money. But not all the times is that, you know, you give that person what you can and you also serve them. You know, what can I do for you? Don't always go into a situation wanting something. If you want something at your job, you want to be held in a high regard, ask can you do overtime and not be paid overtime. Man. Standard rate. Do something more for somebody else without getting what you want right then and there. Pay for service. Do something for free and watch it come back to you. Tenfold. Facts. I agree. Well, bro, I think we wrapped up. Everybody said, like, I appreciate you guys tapping in. Stephen, that's appreciate you. Black Wolf, come on, sir. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, bro. I love that. I need to put that up on the wall somewhere. Yes. Appreciate you, Latrice. Yeah, man. So, listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure you like and share this for all the activities that we got going on as well. You can register for free, manhoodmasterclass.com. Once again, we do this every single Friday at 8 a.m. to uh, 9 or 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. We ran over just a couple minutes, but I hope you all enjoyed this. Make sure you all share this. Go on manhoodmasterclass.com, register for the events and pull up because we're going to have a lot more content 
is going to be uh, coming out. And once again, we appreciate you all. We couldn't do this without you. Go ahead and have an amazing Friday. I hope you took notes for Brandon because he dropped and gave a bunch of value, brother. So once again, thank you so much for joining our platform. We're going to wrap up. All right.